Welcome back to Affiliated. I'm excited for this episode in particular, because Kyle, I think we've both done very well for ourselves going to live events on behalf of ClickBank, but also just kind of getting a lot out of it. And I'm excited to dive into what are the best, what are the best events to go to in 2022? I know it's what, middle of March at recording this. You've already been to some. I backed out of one because I was scared of the land war in Europe. Um, but there's a lot of good stuff coming up and some repeats of ones that you've been to, I think we can dive into. I'd love to start off a little bit here talking about kind of the bigger conferences and versus masterminds yeah. and why we like to go to both. And then we'll go kind of specifically into some of the different conferences and said masterminds and why you should be considering one or the other. Totally. And I'll first say, I, I do think it's funny because I'm actually a bit of an introvert. So conferences take so much energy out of me. And I'll yeah. tell you, I made the mistake of doing two masterminds within a 10 day period. Yeah, you were back to back. Not a good idea. At least it depends. Some people did the exact same thing. They thought it was the greatest thing ever. They're called insane people, at least by my definition. Um, but yeah, so even they though don't it could, have children. Yeah. <laughs> um, and even though it could like, you know, be very draining sometimes, it is something where it is so valuable, so amazing. I'm gonna tell you right now, I don't know if there's a business in our industry that hasn't been materially changed in a positive way by going to events. And, and you're right, they are different though. Um, we'll start off first talking about conferences. I think this is when, you know, you were a kid and you're growing up and parents went out of town for conferences. This is really kind of what that world looks like. It's a mass group Big of people. Big show, booths. Yeah, yeah, right? booths. Speakers and stages. Thousands yeah. of people, buttoned up corporate types, making poor decisions at night. That is really what you could expect <laughs> from a conference. Um, vendors, things like that. A lot of energy, big cities, big conference halls. Um, you're kind of just be going. Exciting. Yeah. 18 hours a day. Yeah, yes. It's like, yeah. Yes. That is that is where, um, you know, the Cole Hans with like the athletic soul becomes a yeah. key element, like the shoes I'm wearing today, which no one can mm -hmm. see. Um, you definitely want some proper footwear for a conference. I've got nerve damage in my big toe from wearing new shoes to a conference that was a mistake. Yeah. Yes. It is a mistake <laughs> lots of people make. So let's kind of yep. break down. Yeah. Kind of talking. About, I think for me, when I think of conferences, it is, it's a volume um, event that I go yep. to. In fact, I don't know if I've, outside the talk that you gave at TNC last year, that was the first talk I've ever actually experienced at TNC. Um, or really, and I'm sorry. Yeah. Or I think any conference in <laughs> yeah. general, right? Um, so I think oftentimes when you're going to a conference, at least in the marketing world for us, it's all about the numbers and the amount of people that you could you can meet and network with. A lot of several different touch points, a lot of follow up afterwards, because you're really going to speed date and get cast a wide net and get a lot of different fish and then sift through them afterwards to find out which ones are gonna be the most profitable to you. But it is a, a go, 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 18 hour day for whatever extended period of time. Um, and they could be really fantastic. So what are some of your thoughts on conferences? Overall agree. No, I think it is that wide net, shake a lot of hands, kiss a lot of babies, just meet a lot of people. I use, I love those big events because you kind of get like, you get to reestablish some friendships you've made or some people you've made on a brief level, or you get to kind of connect with a lot of new people that you'll probably see at the next event go deeper or meet at a mastermind later, go a lot deeper with that relationship or something. Um, I, I really like them for either someone who's ready to break out into a space and meet a lot of people or someone who's established and has a team that can go out and really execute and kind of be focused on ROI, kind of setting up a lot of tee up meetings that they can really follow up on after the event. I think the people I see get burned by events, if you want to call it that, are people that aren't prepared on either of those, where they're like, 
I want to go learn a bunch or they don't really know what they need to learn or I want to go meet a bunch of people without really knowing who they need to meet. Mm -hmm. And they kind of just get casted the wind and the currents of an event and they come back and go, I don't know what I got from that other than a hangover. Um, and a bill and, and a sore bill. feet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, no, no, I think that's a, that's a really good point. You have to be intentional because the volume, right? Mm -hmm. And it's one of the things that you are just a tiny little person amongst thousands of individuals. So your time to figure out what you're doing is, is not going to be very, you don't have a lot of it. You don't have a lot of runway to figure out before you're just out of time to really ROI that event. Yeah. So, um, for conferences, just as a good, I really would recommend understanding the conference and also coming in with a very executable plan, right? Like you either have an avatar or a profile of who you want to meet. Um, I think you do a great job with the idea of what your elevator pitch is of who you're going to talk to. What does that look like? And then go out and just execute on that as much as possible once yeah. your feet hit the ground or we, like said, have a team that does it. I think it. we did another episode a while ago now about how to network, which yeah. we could probably link to the show notes of this one. But, um, but for what I like about events like conferences too, is that they're generally cheaper, right? Mm -hmm. Than a mastermind. So if you're kind of just trying to break out and you don't have like multiple four or five figures to spend on a mastermind, like a conference is a great way to go meet a lot of the right people, kind of create those early relationships and kind of start to go deeper with them afterwards and things mm -hmm. like that. So they can be very good, but yeah, it's like you really need to be intentional about what and who you're looking to meet there. Cause if I go in there just not knowing and hoping, I'm likely going to have a good time, but come back with a big question mark mm -hmm. versus like, I really need affiliates that have traffic for X person for X type of offer or X demographic. Cause you're going to, what's the biggest question you get at an event? What do you do? Why are you here? Yeah. What brought you here? What yeah. brings you here? Right. It's like, well, my two parents seem to fall in love. And <laughs> yeah. And if, if your answer is like, oh, I do, I, do, I make offers or, oh, I do affiliate traffic and stuff, right? It's like, you need a really clear, concise answer that lets mm -hmm. someone understand if they can help you or if they know someone that can help you. Yeah. So, oh, what brought you here? Oh, I'm really hoping to meet affiliates with email traffic that send um, to, you know, women over 45 offers. Mm -hmm. Oh, like, I don't, have you talked to Carl, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's over there at the bar. He's got that, right? Um, or, if, or it's like, oh, great. I've got a big email list of a million people and I've got a segment of women over 45. What's yeah. your offer, right? So you get really specific what you're looking for and it lets you kind of navigate those networking situations. Well, especially since you're in a room or at a huge conference hall of people that are all doing that same thing. So they're meeting so many people, they're gonna like, their short-term memory will be able to make those connections. Like, oh, go over there. That guy's just right over there. We're just mm -hmm. talking about that or that booth. I will also say too, I don't, you can, even though I think the nature of what we do, I don't end up spending a lot of time in the talks, but there are some really great talks yes. and opportunities. I think it's important to on a conference, look at what ones you really want to attend, plan and go to those um, or tracks or whatever. But boy, I think the value in business is definitely in the networking for a conference. Yeah. So you want to make sure that that's probably your, and the your best, top priority. Yeah. And the best networking is often at the side parties, mm -hmm. right? Kind of the different cocktail hours that ClickBank's hosting or different kind of platforms are hosting or different groups are doing. So it's kind of getting the inside scoop and like doing some pre-networking yeah. gets you a lot out of that, right? Like kind of figuring out which parties people are going to, which ones are the good ones to go to, getting on the wait list early, things like yeah. that. Yeah. So what's your favorite conference? What's the like the big trade show conference you have going to? I, I think everyone's gosh is traffic and conversion. And I would say it's the same for me. It's like kind of the, I hear people call it like the family reunion of direct response or like kind of a f internet marketing. Um, it's one of the bigger ones, right? There can be five plus thousand people there on a not COVID year, things like that. 
Um, it's in San Diego. It's usually pl weather's pleasant on either like a fall or spring kind of timing, depending on when they're having it. Speakers are usually really solid too. There's usually some really good keynotes um, if you do want to line up for that. And it really just brings everyone in, which can be tough to manage if you're not prepared for it, but you're going to meet a lot of good people there, right? And that's like, if you go in with some intention of who you need to meet, the sit downs, there's big brands, there's hustlers, there's everyone in between, and you can really meet anyone that you'd want to. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I, it's that, it's hard to beat TNC. Yeah. And I'd say if you had to pick one big conference to go to, it, it's always tough to say that it shouldn't just be a TNC if you're only going to one a year. Yeah. Um, so I'll, I'll put a plug for a different one just to be contrarian yeah. so we can cover some. I more. like it. I, I've always been a really big big fan of ASW, not because I like Vegas. Affiliate I actually Summit. hate Vegas. Yeah, yeah Affiliate Summit West. Yep. But um, before the pandemic, it was the first event like of the new year. It's always like in January. And so yeah. there's something that's that energy of networking with a lot of people that have, you know, their their new you, new you offers, they're, they're plugging along. It's a, you know, we've had the holidays where people weren't getting together. There weren't any big conferences. And now we get there and there's this really fun energy to almost kick off the new year and the new business. I think Affiliate Summit West in particular is a great place or a great one, at least historically, if you have something new, because everyone has something new. Everyone's, for the most part, has worked on something different. So you really get to come to that especially conference. Especially in the health with, space, right? Yeah, yeah, especially in the health space. You come with some new energy. Um, so so I think that's a great conference to go to. And it's really great from a networking perspective. I think the affiliate summits, whether it's East or West, always have really strong yeah. networking, especially with the parties. There's tons of different parties, happy hours. You can network and never be sober almost the entire time um, <laughs> if you wanted to affiliate Summit West. And then pairing that in Vegas makes it even more, depending on who you are, um, the ability to do all sorts of high energy networking is what yeah, I'll call what's, it. Yeah, what's your take on Affiliate Summit East versus West? And one, so just for clarity for if you haven't been to either, Affiliate Summit East is in New York. It's usually in, I think this year it's in May. It's usually May, June or July, somewhere mm -hmm. in the middle of the year. Affiliate Summit West, like I said, is in Vegas, usually in January. This year, I think it's in the fall. I think they had to punt it because they were having some backed up on top of each other. But yeah, um, yeah. what's your take on Vegas versus New York? Well, I, it's, a, it's a different group of individuals. So I yeah. think what, what you find when you go to Affiliate Summit East, there's a lot more European affiliates that come over. There's a lot more CPL um and cpc so and more like traffic agencies out there yeah out New York yeah and stuff there yeah yeah that mm -hmm. lots lots more yeah traditional media agencies or traffic agencies you tend to run into so i i find that at least in our industry it actually becomes a little bit less direct responsive you get a lot yeah, more like app downloads there's a lot of like dating stuff gaming and, and gaming stuff, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. so so it's not quite as good of a fit for for us i still enjoy it it's still good we get a lot of polls from like uh, toronto and canadian um, you know because toronto's a huge city it's right there um so that tends to be really popular for that group of marketers so um people and clients in that region um but affiliate summit west just is a lot more at least within clickbait it's a bigger spot. event too right i think more people go to west if i'm not mistaken I think so. Yeah. You know, it's been really hard to gauge for the past couple years because everything's a little bit different. Yeah. But from memory, yeah. And um, I also think that New York is, it's really easy to lose people in New York because there's so many freaking people. Yeah. Um, but in Vegas, because they've kind of centered the conference, like you're going to stay primarily all around just a couple of different casinos and hotels. Mm -hmm. um, so I think pop up at like the chandelier bar and, mm -hmm. and kind of have your meetings there, or you can yep. stay around Paris where like the events usually at. 
what yeah. about some of the other yeah it seems like vegas is a little easier to kind of get around to the core parties and yeah. new york's usually like what's happening <laughs> which allows you to get yeah. a lot of organic bump ins yeah. affiliate summit east you have to be very intentional yeah and in structured and you're doing a lot of scheduled meetings Affiliate Summit West, you could kind of float around and find networking um, in my experience. A lot of that's just the difference. That must in the be cities. why I like it more because I'm bad at scheduling things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think my 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 enjoyment of Affiliate Summit East is actually probably more the fact that it's in New York. And New York is just such a weird, weird, interesting I'm place a, yeah, to go to. Yeah, the foodie scene in New York is fantastic. Yeah, just everything yeah. about it. But we won't we won't just opine <laughs> on our love of New York, that's even good. though I never want to live there, the other, but it's a fun place to visit. But. The other one I'll throw out is Affiliate World, mm -hmm. um, which just happened. I was supposed to be there in Dubai, backed out because I was scared of getting stuck across seas with the land war erupting, mm -hmm. you know, all that fun stuff. But the friends that went there looked like I had a great time. It looked like a fantastic event. I have been to Affiliate World Bangkok a few years ago. Mm -hmm. um, and then Affiliate World Barcelona is coming up in, I want to say June or July. I believe it's June. Yeah. I think it's it June. No, no, it's July. No, it is it's July. July. Yeah. It's the end of July, the 21st, right? Yep. And this is a good plug. Um, our amazing dapper Daniel Thrasher made up a great blog post around a lot of the industry events this year. We'll link to that in the, in the links below so you can actually find the right events and not listen to whatever I'm saying about them because the dates are probably wrong. <laughs> um, but yeah, July 6th to the 7th in Barcelona. So Affiliate World Europe, Affiliate World Asia were the traditional two that would happen. Affiliate World Dubai was kind of the meet in the middle, I think, mm -hmm. that after they had to pause a bunch of them because of COVID over the last two years. Um, and it's a really different vibe. It's like a lot of like the core media buyers go there. A lot of scaled media buyers go there. Um, a lot of like CPL cost per lead or cost per acquisition CPA traffic. It's there it can be very good. I know like Barton Publishing did a whole booth out there for the Dubai world and they're a publishing offer creation business, right? So they went there just to recruit affiliates and brought a whole team out there to do that. You'll get a lot of CPA networks out there. Um, so it can be very good. When I went to Bangkok, it was. It wasn't like a huge event. I want to say it was like 600 to 800 people. That's pretty small, actually, for yeah, a big conference. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't too big. I think Barcelona, from what I've heard, is bigger. Mm -hmm. um, and you get more of the Europeans going there. Um, but you do get a very different network than you won't meet typically at. There's always going to be some Venn diagram overlap. But it's going to be very different from the, from the Asia, Europe kind of crowd that goes there that doesn't make it across the pond to... America for the Affiliate Summit TNC shows. Yeah, definitely great ways to expand your yes. affiliate network. Yeah. To just, just, and that's not to say that you know because they're an you know it's Affiliate World Asia that you're only getting like Asian traffic or anything. That's not it at all. It's just a group of affiliates that are still marketing to U.S. Mm -hmm. and Western English speaking countries, but you just aren't exposed to them. So, um, and, and yeah, there there seems especially if you're in a CPA, you have a CPA offer, a CPL offer, um, CPC offers, and app downloads, anything in that realm. Um, it, it's a really really good place to get some new affiliates for that. So and, and really. Yeah walk away with a lot of traffic, or even if you are an affiliate, to be exposed to different types of offers and opportunities. Um, my understanding too is um, talking with some affiliates, like Affiliate World also has some really good content too. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I talked to the media buyer, he said he learned some amazing things to help adjust his paid media efforts and campaigns on Facebook. Um, so they're really gonna target the content to affiliates and get some really nice content there as well. So you get great learnings, great networking, and something that is gonna expose you to networks that don't exist in the United States. Yep, no, totally agree. And that's something I remember at Bangkok, the speakers there were solid and actually delivered some really meaty content that wasn't just kind of getting their B-roll footage of being on stage. Which yeah. I've heard some cons of before, but it's always hit or miss depending on the speaker sometimes. But I think most of the events we're talking about usually bring some pretty good speakers to the table. Yeah, yeah, I would yeah. agree. Yeah. Um, are there any other big conferences you could think of that you're excited to see this year? Maybe even some new ones that you're kind of looking at and saying, ooh, I'd like to go to that. 
Um, LeedsCon's always been out there for me. I haven't gone to it before. I know a lot of friends and kind of colleagues go to that one, mainly because I don't work in the Leeds space, right? So it's not kind of, it's kind of a mismatch, but I think what we're seeing is like lead focused affiliates are starting to play more in the cost per acquisition, rev, like kind of cost per sales space. So if you've got a good dialed in CPA offer, you can probably go to LeedsCon and pick up some good connections there, kind of different traffic agencies. Uh, Jimmy Kim with SendLames is over at EmailCon uh, or MailCon, I think it is, right? So if you're big into email traffic or want to get some relationships with ESPs or kind of really dial into that, that one just happened. It's probably one to put on the calendar for next year. Mm-hmm. Um, those are those are the big ones, I think. There's some other e-commerce focused ones I haven't been to that have always floated around in my head, but mm-hmm. I kind of stick to more of the core direct response shows. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'll give a couple too. Um, just, you know, one that, again, these are very different. They're not necessarily in the direct response mm-hmm. space, but um, they could be interesting depending what your business is. I think uh, it's called FinCon. It's mm-hmm. actually all around podcasters and content creators that are talking about the financial space. Um, But the great thing about it is everyone that goes to that conference is monetary, like motivated. So they're looking to make deals. They're looking to find affiliates. They're looking to promote stuff. So um, it's not necessarily super big. I think it's, again, it might be under a thousand for the conference, but it's really targeted. Um, And um, it's in Austin. Um, I believe it's more in the fall is when they do it. I think it's September, you'd have to check online. Uh, But that's a really good conference too, to get some different type of content affiliates. They're actually motivated to go and cut deals. Sometimes you go to content marketing, conferences and people are like afraid of the word money. Those are tough conferences to be at if you're not afraid of the word money. So FinCon's a great blend of content creators and that world of affiliates and deals to be made, but people that understand and still want to make money. The other one just to kind of mention that I think a lot of people in our world talk about or have been to and experienced um, would be like Funnel Hacking Live. Um, So I think there's a lot of people that really like it. I know for us, it tends to lean a little bit more towards a a personal development kind of um, conference. Oftentimes there's a Which lot of like Sorry, the... funnel hacking live. Oh yeah. 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 Of yeah it's a lot of like yeah. pump you up. You could do it. Da, 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 da. Yeah. Um, and kind of that, that mentality. So if that's not what you're looking for, that might not be the conference for you, but obviously there's still a lot of people in the space. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's opportunities to network and build out connections. And Russell has some really, really big players within, you know, the network. So there's always opportunities there, but I also think, if you're going and you're comparing like TNC, you're gonna go there and like, did I end up in like mistakenly buy a Tony Robbins ticket? Like, so it's yeah, like no, Funnel Hacking Live can be really good, but you need to make sure you get to some of those like after party kind of networking yeah. events where the speakers are going to and like kind of the, if you're at a higher level, if you're mm-hmm. more of a, yeah, it's that one's a tough one for me. Cause yeah, if you are, I would say if you're looking, if you're newer, and you're looking to find like-minded people that you want to connect with and kind of build your own little mini tribe of people to like bounce ideas off of, it'd be a great place to be, mm-hmm. right? And then if you're more established, you want to be going in and looking to network with the smaller group of core established people there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Should we talk about masterminds now? I think we should, yeah. When your head, why would someone consider a mastermind if they're already doing conferences or why would they, why would they consider a mastermind versus a conference? Yeah, well, I'd say I'll do the versus first. Yeah. And I'll tell you, if you were a person that I would say even leans to where my natural state is, which is just don't like big crowds of people, you're not a lover of just rapid networking, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, masterminds are a great place to go. And, and the main reason for that is I'll kind of think two things and I'll even say the other side is like, even if um, say you're going to a conference network, you could really go to mastermind to learn, right? Yeah. That, that's where you're gonna get a lot of great content, be able to ask questions, engage and so on and so forth. So just to define mastermind, the idea here is you're gonna have smaller numbers. You should be, I would say a mastermind should never really have more than like 
200, 300 people in the mastermind. Um, Even now, that's high for me. And that is, that's high. That's not what I'd like I, to. I, think, I like 100 or less. Yeah, in my, in my mind, I kind of cap like a good targeted mastermind in like the 130, 150 range. Yeah, but I know like, like mastermind. War yeah. Room gets pretty big. They have their two sessions. I think it's 500 collectively. Um, not, and then yeah. they break it out into two different groups. Um, I think that's right. specifically when I was there, it's like, it's very learning heavy. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, well, I was like, where's the networking? Like, <laughs> it's almost like you're there, you're learning from the experts you want to learn from, taking notes, distilling it to your team, getting out. Yeah. And I think that's a great thing yeah. to kind of think about when we're setting up these masterminds. They are much more content oriented. There's going to be networking mm-hmm. that'll happen, but they're really there to mastermind, to solve problems. You're going into a mastermind with the idea that you're going to kind of bear your business out for other individuals that are going to do the same thing and collectively will all make each other better. So it's much more intimate networking, yeah. um, but it's also a great place to learn. So I'm a big marketing nar- word, <laughs> marketing nerd. Um, and so just going yeah. and listening to the new trends, what other people are doing to be successful in their business. I have never left a mastermind and not had like a ton of different things that I'm just like, holy cow, these are these are things that I could share with my clients, I could do for myself, um, that they're gonna materially change my business. And I could tell you on conferences, not always the case, but boy, is it definitely the case with masterminds. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just because you tend to get high level people, they're gonna share stuff because they know the room's smaller, um, that they wouldn't share to large groups of people. In fact, uh, when I was at Flight Club, there was um, one presentation where an individual said, hey, I want all cameras off. Don't take any pictures of because they shared something that was so secret and so behind Ooh. the scenes for them. They don't even want photos of their slides because they're worried about it getting shared. So that's the kind of level of access yeah. that you get at Masterminds um, just from a content perspective. And that's not even to touch base on the networking part. So I know you obviously love the networking part as well. So I'm curious to hear what your thoughts are on that. Yeah, no, I, what I like about Masterminds too, is like at a conference, you've got speakers. And like if it's like a big speaker or like a keynote, they're on the stage and they're off the stage. You're not going to see them unless you like pay. I think traffic conversion does some like private rooms you can pay for to meet some speakers and stuff. At a mastermind, the speakers are usually, I guess, let me couch it this way. Masterminds are usually in a more desirable location, like somewhere in Mexico, San Diego, Austin, Miami, somewhere that's like a destination. It's over an extended period of time, like three to four days, which conferences are two, but there's less people spread out over the same amount of time or more time. So you've got more just fluidity. It's less hustle and bustle. It's more, we're here, we're kind of relaxing, but we're learning, we're networking, we're going deep with all that kind of stuff. Meaning that the speakers that are going there are usually there for the mastermind too. They're usually there for the three plus days or two plus days for the mastermind. So if you've got a speaker that you've been keen to meet, you'll probably get to meet them on a much deeper level throughout the course of that mastermind than a conference you ever could, right? For those kind of keynotes there. So the networking can go much, much deeper than a conference ever will, mm-hmm. just because you're a smaller group of people, less spread out, and you're going much deeper on the talks. And also just, you know, you're lounging by a pool, you're gonna have a cocktail, it's much more relaxed, you're talking about your family, right, your stuff, like it, you're just getting to know them better than, what are you here for? Cool, oh, talk to this person, bounce around. Yeah, yeah. it's a very disarming form of networking because like you said, it doesn't have to lead with just your business, mm-hmm. it can lead with your life, right? You, you build friendships through masterminds, especially when people come back to them consistently. Um, you could really forge strong relationships, but at the same time, 
really help your business out. Some of the yeah. best deals and in, in life-changing deals have happened at masterminds because people have the chance and I'd really say the runway, know somebody, right? yeah, yeah, to know them, trust them, and really start to work through a problem and come up with a solution. So I guess kind of my pitch before we talk about some masterminds that I definitely recommend you go to is if you're in a place in your business where you're looking for the next idea or just some assistance, like I need some, some mentorship or something to just take my business to the next level, masterminds are prime for you. The other side I'd say is again, if you get stressed out by the networking that happens at a big major conference and you still wanna do some networking where you won't have the same volume, it's a much easier place to network for somebody that might be um, socially terrified <laughs> yeah. to go to go do that. And you could still obviously meet affiliates, meet people, but it's not the same volume you get at those conferences. So what are some masterminds that you're really excited about this year or that you've gone in the past that you just think that everyone should go to? Yeah, uh, the ones at the top of my list are always, you know, Platinum Summit, the ClickBank's Platinum Summit um, is always a top one for me. Just, you know, the, the quality of room for that, because you have to actually qualify, you have to do over $250,000 in revenue on ClickBank to even get an invite. So you're, you're kind of, separating yourself. I think in general with masterminds, they're usually higher ticket, right? They're either usually separated like that, where it's a proof of income, proof of business, or it's a higher ticket cost. Mm -hmm. So you're like affiliate summit, right? Is like a couple hundred bucks to get a ticket to, or I think it's even free for affiliates. Mm -hmm. So you have a much wider swath of the pendulum people there. At a mastermind, you've got a hundred people that can afford a five, $30,000, you know, 5,000 or $30,000, $100,000 ticket. Mm -hmm. So you're already elevating the room you're in just based on the quality of people there. Mm -hmm. So, Platinum Summit's up there for me, of course, and that's not just me saying that. It's one of the best ones I've been to. Um, the, the most, well, and oh, just to plug in Platinum Summit too, yeah. I think one of the brilliant things about Platinum Summit that's so awesome, and other masterminds do this, but they do a great job, it's you are isolated with mm -hmm. all these marketers. Mm -hmm. And there's a really good, it's it's four days, so you have time to play and network, and like then an there's still great resort, content. Right? Yeah. So it's like you're not wandering around the city. Yeah, you don't yeah. have to take care of, you know, you, everything's taken care of for you. All you have to do is just go and enjoy. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And it's it's they do that in an amazing way. Sorry, not to plug our own event, but it is really fantastic. Yeah, and another right? one that does that really well, I think, is Mimosa Mastermind. Um, you know, run by Amber Spears and Brett mm -hmm. Farrell. Um, it's usually it's usually been in Cabo. I think this next one's in Miami, so mm -hmm. they're going stateside. I think they're trying to make it easier for the East Coasters to travel there versus all the way across and down. Mm -hmm. um, and you know what I love about that is they're always very intentional on getting people ROI and making sure you're meeting the right people for your business. So the content's great. And then the scene is amazing, right? To kind of relax and kind of recuperate and also kind of have a mini vacation almost, but still it's very business focused, kind of like Platinum Summit is. Um, but they're so good at like, oh, this is the type of people you want to meet and putting you at a table with those people who also kind of want to meet you. And the different networking that comes from that is just very organic and just, yeah, they do a great job at focusing fun, business and relationships all in one like three day event. Yeah, you know, and funny enough, I've never been to Mimosa. I don't know how I haven't been to any probably of those. Probably because I keep taking the Yeah, you probably, that's fine. <laughs> that's okay. Um, but, but I, you know, hearing yeah. and talking with Amber and Brett and talking with you mm -hmm. about how they do the matchmaking. Yeah. They are, from the sounds that they might be one of the best masterminds. It's something for I that hope kind of curated click matchmaking. get better at, right? It's like, yeah. I, think, I want to steal that from them. Um, Flight Club, of course, is great. Like, mm -hmm. it's a higher ticket. I think it's, what, 35 something grand? I don't want to put a I price up there. For, yeah, I think. But, yeah, it's somewhere in that it's multiple range. five figures yep. um, to be a part of that. But it's what I like. What I love about flight club events like that, similar to like Matt, a war room is up there for me, too, in a similar vein, is that you've got you're not just going to one event. You're paying for events like I think it's like four through the year, right? You can go to. Yeah, yeah. Four, four events through the year. They also do. Um, and so flight club does such a great blend with having fun with people that you enjoy being yeah. around, but also providing 
crazy high level content mm -hmm. and putting just powerful people in a room and letting magic happen. Yeah. Because they do like a, they actually will do a vacation. Do like a fun day, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, they do oh, fun no, day, but yeah. they, they, every single year, they even do a, a week long vacation that they'll basically plan out. Yeah. And one any of those of four events is, I think three are in San Diego, right? And then mm -hmm. one is usually international that yeah. like, it's open to the members to go to. And yep. it's like a whole, yeah. Yeah. Yep. So they do a whole vacation. Think about it. Like you're doing stuff you normally do with family and friends, but they basically make it so it's, it's the same. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, the structure is honestly some of the best talks I've ever had, like heard in my life happen at Flight Club. Yeah. Uh, but they they cap the mastermind out at 70 people. Mm -hmm. They will not let more than 70 people um, into the mastermind. They're not there to scale it. They're there to continue to increase the value. And if anything, bring more value um, for the people that show up. So it's it's an awesome event. I really like going. Glenn and Alex do a fantastic job. Um, so it, that being said, though, they talk to every single person before you could ever get in. Um, they have to approve people to even show up and get yeah. a guest spot. So um, that that's a very exclusive, hard one to get into. Um, but if you're there, it, it's a fantastic one. Yeah, so that one... Um and the last one they did for the stuff for this year was was fantastic oh, nice. too. Yeah, yeah. No, really so, good. yeah. War Room and Flight Club are kind of in the similar. I think War Room is very much more focused on like when I was at War Room, it was almost I was a little sh like it's very less fun. <laughs> yeah, no, they're they're like all business. Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously you can go out and network and have some fun with the people there, but it's like you know high level execs. There's what I love about War Room is you get exposed to multiple business types. Yeah, right. It's not just all internet marketers or e-commerce. You've got mm -hmm. people running like. RV manufacturing and pillows and like it's like all kinds of stuff, which might seem like, why would I want to learn from that? Well, you're going to learn that supply chain issues that you could resolve in your supplement business from this, right? There's all kinds of things you can learn mm -hmm. from different business models that you can apply to yours. So, and what they're hitting there is often, I saw a great talk, for example, on building a sales team, right? And like, how do you pay a sales team? How do you do this? So they go really detailed into like operations. Yeah. And it, gosh, like, I, I just know that if you invested and went to like a war room consistently and just like leveled into the network, like the relationships there and also the other, like the content, that's all you need to go to potentially just to keep leveling up your business. Yeah. I mean, even just to get the wicked smart sections, which is basically yeah, just they, they're so collecting good. the best ideas that people have actually done mm -hmm. and then they share them. And it's yeah. like, that's really great. Plus they have intensives and a Facebook group. So you get a lot of continuing um, education, so on and so forth. There's yeah. so really fantastic. One other plug for Mastermind too. I'm just gonna take over and say it. Copy Accelerator Live. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and really the Copy Accelerator various Mastermind levels they have. Um, so I'm kind of a couple things. If you're a copywriter and you want to be in the direct response space um, and you feel like you're not getting where you need to go or you think there's room for improvement or you haven't gone to any of those events, um, you should. I think it's one of the best ways to grow as a copywriter. I don't know if there's a better conference or mastermind out there, I should say, that that's doing that. So they do a fantastic job there. Just the events, though, just going to the mastermind when they do it live, it's one of the best events that I go to, masterminds I get to go to. Nice, um, yeah. they, they, it's because the, the they have really great tactical marketing advice. You implement from, tomorrow, right? Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. And especially from people you don't really always hear from because they have these connections with these um, copywriters that don't like to get on stage. They don't <laughs> want to talk to anybody. They're introverted people behind a keyboard, you know, writing up sales pages. But then they come on and, and they'll share these crazy things um, consistently in Copy Accelerator. So plus, um, you know, it, there is a bit of a 
I think sometimes a fraternity of copywriters. Uh, so it's, it's very much so a bit of a cult in that way. Um, so, but that, I actually think that's really nice because it makes it very inclusive. When you're there, you're family, just like Olive Garden. Um, Copy Accelerator is Olive Garden of masterminds when you're inside there. So I really enjoy that. And they do it at some great locations too. Um, and Justin and Stefan are awesome. So um, that that's a big one. Plus they bring out a lot of big uh, direct response players in the business. So you get to yep. see a lot of people um, you know, that you enjoy talking to. And the last thing I'll say on that, they don't overload the schedule. So you have a lot of free time. Like that, yeah. So oftentimes you'll have some break or something that you could say, hey, I don't need to go to that. And then you could take a relationship of somebody you just met and then go out and really build on that and foster and grow that. I think that's really nice um, when you have that option because that's what masterminds could really provide. Yeah. Um, and then to wrap up, I'll just throw out a few other ones and feel free to do the same of ones I haven't been to, but I've heard really good things about that might be worth considering for your business would be, gosh, Genius Network that mm -hmm. Joe Polish runs. And there's also, there's another level of that's a higher tier than Genius Network, I think. Um, but, you know, Joe Polish brings together an amazing room of people, um, really tactical advice from what I hear and like really just good room to be in as far as the marketers or the entrepreneurs that are there and the businesses that are there. Mm -hmm. So definitely check that one out. Uh, Joel Marion's 100 million mastermind. Yeah. Um, I've heard mixed on that, partly because I think the perception of that one is like, am I just going there to meet celebrities and stuff? Because they bring in some like really high profile celebrity speakers and things like that. Um, but I asked somebody, I was like, is it worth going to? Is it just like a meet and greet fest for celebrities and stuff? They're like, no, like look at the room. Like there's 23 people that have private jets in the mastermind. And mm -hmm. not to like, and the intent of that is not that that is a flying indicator of the event itself, but something I think about with any mastermind is what crowd are you putting yourself into, mm -hmm. right? And like, well, who are you wanting to network and put yourself into a room with? Mm -hmm. And that's kind of the point there. It's like, I'm not going there to learn. I'm going there because I want to meet people at my level. This was a billionaire I was chatting with, right? And they're like, I want to go meet other billionaires that are going to these things, right? I'm yeah. not, I'm, so I'm trying to level myself out of the $5,000 masterminds and I want to go to these high ticket ones. And then, um, you know, Mike Geary's, mm -hmm. right? Um, he runs a great one down in, uh, is it Paradise, Utah or something? Uh, Eden. Eden, Utah. <laughs> yeah. and also, if you want to talk intimacy, yeah. like yeah. it's smaller, right? Very, yeah. I think they only have like 10 people um, that show up at mm -hmm. a time, maybe 10, 15, he runs something them throughout like that. the year, right? And yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And it's in like his house. So yeah. it's definitely a very intimate setting. Um, but it's like a little bit of networking. It's really, again, really just meeting with a great room of really smart people and having a ton of time to talk and, and fix business problems with them. So, um, no, that's a great one. I was going to say there's one other one that popped in my head and that just left my head when you mentioned the Joel Marion yeah. one because I was like, oh, man, meet Magic Johnson. That would be kind of cool. Yeah. So, um, but, no, I, I think I guess I'll just say with masterminds, it's good to try some, but not too many, right? Because um, they do tend to be, you know, obviously higher in a price point, but you really, really owe it to yourself to go find one that's going to work for you um, and make yeah, sense. And there's a lot of different ones out there um, and various ones that, 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 you know, maybe it's a room that you just don't mesh with. So you want to find the the one that works best for you. I'd find most mastermind runners I've talked to, they seem to want to find the right people to come to theirs. And mm -hmm. I'm just trying to sell any oh, ticket. Baby okay. bathwaters. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There's another That's one great. with the, yeah. the application process. They are very selective mm -hmm. of who they come there, but every single member that's part of baby bathwater, I've never heard people like say, oh, that sucked. Like they're like, oh man, greatest mastermind. They, from my understanding, they just, they put people in a lot of situations where it, it really forces you to be vulnerable. So you yeah. get deep connection, deep networking, and then also some amazing content. I was gonna so. say the personal development piece of any of these masterminds we're talking about is one of, I think the more intrinsic 
pieces of value you get from them, mm-hmm. right? Just kind of being around other really successful entrepreneurs and business owners or executives and just like how they're thinking and even just some of the personal development content that goes out there, not to get too woo woo on it, yeah. but it's like, you're like, oh, this is what people are doing on their day-to-day lives and how they're mm-hmm. living and how they're running their business. How can I employ some of that and yeah. keep leveling myself up and, and turn my business? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I also think of one of the things I've loved most about masterminds is you realize they're just people. You know, you, yeah. you get a chance to meet these high level people that sometimes feel unapproachable <laughs> and unattainable and so much better than you. And your imposter syndrome goes like 11. You're like, oh, what <laughs> but then you get in a conversation with somebody because you're forced yeah. to basically not <laughs> you're forced. But, you know, it, like it's going to happen so organically. And you're like, we're all just people. And yeah. I think that sometimes could be really inspiring, um, especially for for newer entrepreneurs in the journey or just when you're looking to make that next step up. Masterminds are a great place to at least feel a little bit more like you could belong and provide value. Yeah, I feel like the wrong fit for masterminds, I think, are someone who just have an idea, right? Mm-hmm. It could be good, but I think really like the person who can get the most out of the mastermind is someone who's like, I've got something working okay. How can I accelerate it? Right? Yeah. Like how can I you get should to have that a next business. level? Yeah. You should have a business yeah. to go to a mastermind for yeah. sure. Like so. conference is a good place to meet and greet and figure things out and maybe get inspired, but a mastermind is where you can really go to work mm-hmm. on your business. Yes. The other thing too is I'd come away with like give yourself time after any event or mastermind to implement what you're doing, mm-hmm. whether it's follow up to people or whether it's implementing business ideas. Yeah. And then yeah. the one last thing I'll say for masterminds in particular, don't overdo how many things you take out of it. Yeah. No more than two. Yeah, it, you're because you're not going to do more than two anyway. You probably won't even do two. You'll probably do one. So at least shoot for shoot for the stars and go for two, right? Yeah. So, um, but but I think that's a, a good route to go. So, um, well, cool, man. I just I want to like go book some I know, flights like, and travel yeah. <laughs> and go go um, have some fun. No, I love it. I mean, live events for me are like they recharge me. I'm I'm probably more extroverted than introverted, but I don't love like the cold networking room. So it's like anywhere you can go and like kind of network with a group of people you already know is my favorite place to go to, whether it's a big thousand person event or a hundred person or 50 person mastermind. So I'd say just do think about, put your don't be afraid to put yourself out there or hire somebody who can be that person for you if it's not gonna be you. Totally. Right? And that's where if you can hire an affiliate manager to go out and recruit affiliates and go to these networking um, kind of conferences and stuff, that's a great solution. Mm-hmm. So don't be afraid to lean into that and still tap into events even if you personally don't feel like that's something you wanna do. Yeah. Well guys, I think it, I think it was awesome. Yeah, I feel like we should just go book book tickets, right? And yeah. everyone listening to this podcast, book a ticket, Go to an event this year. Yeah, right? I'd honestly, there's a little call to action for the listeners here. I'd love to know what events we've missed that you love. Mm. If you could leave a comment, reach out to us if we're connected on social media or something, like let ClickBank know, like what events are you stoked to go to or have been to that you would fall on the sword for and yeah. would recommend to anybody? Like that's what I'm always looking to know, like what other things are people going to that I should potentially go to or that I can recommend to my other, you know, my clients, things like that. Yeah, because I think you and I both, like I like to be able to go to an event I've never been to or no one's been to at least once a year. Try yeah. to get something new. Yeah, I agree. But no, I'm stoked to see y'all at events. And Kyle, I'm sure we'll be on the road together here soon, going to some events here. So yeah, it'll yeah, be good. It'll be fun. <laughs> Great. Cheers, <laughs> everybody. Happy scaling. Bye.